Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. Okay, so I have a couple of things to start with. First, I have the worst names that people have heard on people this time. Okay, Okay, first one, I once met a girl named Cliché. Oh, no. Awful. Uh, Next one, an 80-plus-year-old lady called Gremlin. Oh. No. Okay, uh, Keithesia. Because her dad's name was Keith, and because her mom was on anesthesia when she was born. Not kidding. She seemed embarrassed (laughs) to explain it. Poor girl. Yeah, I would be too. Oh my gosh, that's awful. In elementary school, there was a boy named Famous, and he had a younger sister named Fashion. Oh my god. Awful. In the military, there was this guy called Richard, or Dick, Sergeant, who was a staff sergeant. So his name was Staff Sergeant Dick Sergeant. (laughs) He owned it, though, so good for him. (laughs) That's hilarious. These people should not be allowed to have children. I'm in healthcare, and the worst name I've seen on a kid is Meatball. What? They should not be able to have children. That's awful. That is horrible. You should not be able to name your kid just anything. Meatball? I mean, come on. Um, okay, so this one, it's it says Ian. It's E-Y-E apostrophe N. But it's pronounced Ian. It was, quote, to be different per his mom. What the fuck? <sighs> Next one, Messiah is coming, is by far the worst I've heard. It's beyond ridiculous. The whole thing? The whole thing. One word, Messiah is coming. Oh, my God. Awful. Uh, my mom had a coworker who named her child Tequila. <laughs> Why? Seriously? Uh, found someone's name tag, and the name was Neva petty <laughs> i knew a girl in school poor thing was named it looks like shafet or something uh everyone pronounced it she fat oh xerox poor kid will be bullied for the rest of their life yeah uh Miferson, not sure if i spelled it right but it was compacted a compacted version of my first son oh my gosh Seriously? Mm. I taught a kid whose real name is Ricky Rock and Roll Smith. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine <laughs> to announce your old name? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I guess if it's a certain kind of person, they could probably pull it off. Yeah, you would have to be that certain person, though. Yeah, like, but who knows mm, if they were yeah. or not. Oh, my. <laughs> Once had a student named NyQuil. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my gosh. Met a guy named Richard Burst. My boss sent me to get a quote for something from him. He introduced himself as Dick. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, Girth has got to be the worst name I've heard. Girth. I knew a student named Baby. She had a sister named Princess. Oh, God. Awful. They sound like dogs. I'm sorry. Yeah. Those are dog names. Yeah. Uh, my oldest three siblings had a principal named Dick Long at their elementary school. Clerp? <laughs> uh, Clerp. Don't, don't know if that's how you spelled it, but that's how it sounded. Clerp. Clerp. Oh C-L-E-R-P. <laughs> oh, my 
God. I'm hoping that's like foreign and it na- like it means something that we don't understand. Oh. Uh, my dad's coworker is named Chris Cross. <laughs> Chris Cross. Yeah, that's, that's not too bad. Okay, and then um, this is the last one of these, and it's like a looks like a baby website. And it says, these are 20 names that were selected by our users that were looking for other names like Brittany. Okay. The boy names, Rebop, <laughs> Macer, or Bolin. Girl names, Mackenzie, Kimberly, but it's spelled crazy. Uh, Nelaney, Patsy, but it's spelled P-A-T-Z-I, and Zuzella. Oh. You know, that sounds like Brittany, right? Mm. (laughs) What was that first one? Rebop. Rebop. (laughs) Please don't name your children Rebop. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and then I have a couple of parents who almost had heart attacks because of their creepy children. Oh, yeah. I only have a few of these, though. Uh, This three-year-old drew a picture of her imaginary mom who visits her at night. This is the description, she said. Her name is Ruby, and she is three. This is my imaginary mom, grateful. Her yellow eyelashes mean she can see in the dark. She only comes to see me at nighttime. It scares me sometimes, but I always want her to come back. She has uh, two babies in her belly. She's 14, but can never have a birthday. Oh my gosh. That gave me chills. Yeah. Creepy. 14. Yeah. Uh, Okay. My daughter said, Daddy, I like your car because it's made of human skin. We have fake leather tan seats. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) Okay. This one. So this is a paper that a child filled out and it's titled Decisions I Make. So what's the problem? Says my sister socked me in the nose. Information needed. My sister is littler uh, and it hurt. Option A, punch her lights out. Positive consequences, I will be happy. Negative consequences, I will get in trouble. Option B, tell on her. Positive consequences, she will get in trouble. Negative consequences, I will be a tattletale. Option C, lock her in the closet. Positive consequences, I will never see her again. Negative consequences, I don't see any. My choice is option C. (laughs) Well, shit. Okay. Uh, So my baby is five. Today we were in the living room. I'm watching TV. She's watching the iPad. Out of nowhere, she says, yes, mom. I'm like, what? She goes, did you tap me? I said, no, but I felt it right here on my back. I said, no, I didn't, and shrug. Maybe it was the ghost again, she said. (laughs) Again? (laughs) Oh my gosh, what? Okay, and then this is my my last one of these. A friend's child insisted on sleeping with infant sibling, explaining the baby still knows how to talk to God, and I'm forgetting how. Oh my gosh. I know. That's crazy. I know. Okay, so that was my beginning. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that 
crazy? Yes. Oh my gosh, that's just so blunt. Like, I mean, that's what we think is, you know, happens. Yeah. But yeah. never, never heard it that bluntly put before. Oh my gosh. All right. So these are spooky first person accounts of seeing an actual spirit in the real world. Ooh, okay. Intensive care nurse here. I have many stories ranging from sheets being ripped apart to old woman in rock, old women in rocking chairs, but the one which haunts me is the time I think I actually saw the Grim Reaper. It was 1999, late in the day. It was summer and turning dark in a busy 12-bedded ITU in London. I was in charge and at the nurses station. There were a few people milling around, but less than but less than during the day. I looked up to see this man opening and coming through the double doors into the unit. What is so striking about him were his clothes. He looked like he had been picked straight out of 1974 and dropped in 1999. He was wearing brown cord flares, the platform shoes men wore, then an orange, yellow, and brown check shirt with a cream and brown pattern tank top over the shirt. He was white with shortish brown hair, not quite 1970s and about 30 years old. He walked calmly, like he did this all the time, towards a bay of patients. Not recognizing him and knowing he wasn't a relative of other healthcare or other healthcare person, I said, hello, can I help you? He looked at me directly, nodded as if to say hello, and carried on walking. I watched him and he stopped at the end of the patient's bed and turned to look at them. He never touched the por- person or do or do anything other than look at them. This unwell but stable patient suddenly and unexpectedly deteriorated. As the staff went to assist, they all acted like they didn't see him. He turned around, and as calmly as he came in, he left. I never saw what direction he went as I left the nurse's station to go and help with the patient, but ultimately, despite our best efforts, died. I spoke to some of the staff later on about our 1970s visitor and no one else saw him 17 years later it is vivid in my mind whoa that's crazy why would the grim reaper dress like he's going to a disco that i don't know that is awful unless it's like he he's like trying to fit in but he's not he doesn't have like up-to-date information (laughs) not quite sure who didn't update the file Damn it. You're fired. I look ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) And someone saw me. (laughs) That is creepy, though. It is creepy. What the fuck? Oh, my. It's very creepy. My family bought a penthouse apartment back when I was in high school. We got it for like 50K under what it was worth. Turned out the previous owner was a music producer who had disappeared. The guy's body finally wound up being found months later. The way I remember it, he had been tortured, then shot multiple times. Oh, my God. Real sad stuff. We bought the apartment from his mom, who just wanted to be done with the whole thing. Anyway, my stepdad and I started going daily to fix it up, but I always felt uneasy about being there, as if someone was watching me. One day, my stepdad went down to the car to get some tools and left me alone. As I was there by myself, I looked down the hallway that led down to the master bedroom, and I kid you not, I saw a bright white silhouette appear from one side of the master bedroom, walking to the next. It stopped in the middle, turned, and looked straight at me. I fucking froze. 
It wasn't like an evil kind of thing. He just looked at me for a few sec seconds and then walked to the other side and disappeared. I freaked the fuck out and bolted for the elevator. This shit happened during the middle of the day. It was bright as can be, so I knew what the fuck I saw. But my stepdad wouldn't believe me and laughed it off. A couple days later, while we were tearing down some built-in shelves in one of the bedroom closets, we found a notebook belonging to the previous owner, and in it were love poems, lyrics, and sketches. My mom told my stepdad not to throw it away so we could give it to the guy's mom. My stepdad, being a piece of shit, threw it away after that creepy shit started happening. Lights turned on and off. Windows we had closed the previous day would now be open. These were hurricane force windows, by the way. The kind that have latches and keys to them. So it was impossible for the wind to have opened them. My mom and I stopped helping with renovations after that, and my stepdad hired some guys he knew to come and finish. These guys lived pretty far away, so my stepdad told them to stay in the apartment while the repairs were being done. They lasted two days. They called my stepdad in a panic in the middle of the night, saying they heard shit, saw shadows, and that their alarm clock would go off at random times they hadn't set it to. My mom decided that was it and called in a priest to bless the house. We then burned sage all throughout for a couple of days with the windows open to cleanse and clear the apartment. The creepy thugs stopped after that. I don't know why it said creepy thugs, but whatever. (laughs) A few years later, I ran into one of the guys and asked him what had happened in the apartment that spooked him, and he said doors were slamming in the middle of the night, and they heard what sounded like things moving out in the laundry area. He said it was the scariest shit he'd ever been a part of and wanted nothing to do with it. Whoa. Maybe they meant thuds. Oh, maybe. It was a typo. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's what I thought you said. Thugs. They're calling ghost thugs now. That's funny. That is creepy. And like, I feel so bad for that guy. If he got tortured and murdered. Oh, I know. Then that asshole threw away his journal or whatever. Yeah. Sounds like a shithead. I've been a person who never was sure what to believe in when it related to ghosts. But my experience has boggled my mind. I was around 12 or so. And my cousin, my brother and I were all hanging out in our family room watching movies. It was like midnight, and my mom had been in bed for a few hours. I looked up and saw, at least what I thought was, my mom walk past the entryway to the family room, from the living room to the kitchen. My brother even called out, Hey, Mom. No response. She just walked right past without acknowledging us, and into the kitchen and out of view. She was wearing a long, flowy, whitish nightgown. Keep in mind, the entire house is pitch black, except for the light of the TV. A couple seconds later, we were wondering what was going on, so we got up and glanced in the kitchen. Nothing, just darkness. We started freaking out, and all three ran down the hallway, through the living room, and burst into her room. She was lying in bed, passed out asleep. Oh my God. We woke her up and asked her if she just was just in the kitchen. She leaned up to figure out what was happening, and she was wearing blue pajamas, not wearing a white nightgown. We freaked out and didn't know what to think. There's a door that connects the kitchen to her room, but that door was always wedged shut and would make a loud creaking, scraping noise once it was shoved open. No one used that door. We were up and heading towards her room in a matter of seconds. She wouldn't have had time to walk past, shove open and close that door, and change her clothes. We have no idea who or what we saw walk past that kitchen that night. I would have... 
convinced myself I was seeing things, but my brother called her name. He saw it too. I'm not making this up. It's been over 10 years. I am 24 years old, and the thought still gives me weird goosebumps, and for some reason, I start to tear up when I think too much about it. I'm an intellectual and rational person, but if you ask me if I believe in ghosts, I can't comfortably say no. Oh my gosh. I just keep imagining, like, in the light of the TV, seeing that. That is so creepy. And And then, like, to think it's your mom... Oh my gosh, I could not imagine. And then, like, all of them saw it. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, what the fuck is that? Ghosties? <laughs> or doppelganger? Ooh, yeah. For some reason, doppelgangers creep me out more than ghosts. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because ghosts, like, you know, if you, you figure this person has passed away, they are in another whatever you know dimension or what you know we don't know Mm -hmm. and that's that's them that's their energy if you will but doppelgangers on the other hand are like two sets of energies that just look this it's like a mimic it's like they're copying something that's already here and that is too unsettling it's very unsettling and why yeah why are they doing exactly that? like she just walked past the door and like wh- where to what was that yeah weird yes in 2009 a friend of mine was coming home from a different city at 11 p.m with his father and two to three kilometers before entering the city they suddenly saw a white horse standing in the middle of the road he tried to save the horse and and severed the car oh swerved these <laughs> They need help. <laughs> he tried to save the horse and swerve the car into the ditch. Be- Maybe English isn't their first language. I don't know. As they got out of the car, there was no horse to be seen anywhere. He told me this the next day, and we found it creepy. Fast forward to 2015, some other friends of mine were coming home from a different city at 11.30 a.m. and doing 140 kilometers an hour. They reached... The same place near the city border and suddenly see the same white horse standing in the middle of the road. Driver weighed his options and decided it's just best not to try to turn. He hit his brakes hard and the car just went straight through the horse, skidding. They came to a stop and realized it was a ghost horse or something and ran home. Why would they run home? I think maybe they probably meant like fast. (laughs) They drove fast. Okay. I don't know. They told me about this the next day. The weird thing is, either of these friends never met each other, and there is six years difference between both occurrences. That's crazy, and people need to know that's where the ghost horse hangs out. I mean, yeah, if if it's always there in the same spot, just be aware of the ghost horse that hangs out in the middle of the road. (laughs) (laughs) My kid's Catholic school is over 100 years old. There is a basement under the gym that's used for storage. I was subbing once, and during recess, one of the kickballs goes down the stairs. A little girl was standing at the top of the stairs yelling, Just throw it up to me. Oh my god. I went over and asked who she was talking to, and she replied, That big man down the stairs. I went down, and there was nobody down there, and it was only there was only one way in. 
I asked some of the other kids if they had seen the man before, and they said yes, but Sister told us not to talk to him. I asked them to describe Sister, and they described a nun, and there haven't been nuns at the school in 40 years. Whoa. I got total chills. <laughs> that is crazy. Sister told us not to talk to uh. him. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, it's totally normal. Yeah, just ignore him. It'll be okay. <laughs> One of my close friends lived next to a house that was always vacant. It would sell, people would move in, and then one day they'd be gone and the house would be up for sale again. One summer, when the house was listed again and the last family had moved out, we decided to go take a tour and eat some jack-in-the-box we had picked up. We weren't very smart sometimes and thought it would be cool to play chicken with whatever was haunting this house. My friend was really skinny and crawled through the dog door that led straight into the kitchen, then opened the back door for me. We went through all the rooms, and it was pretty nondescript, just a typical 50s style bungalow house with a similar layout to his home, lots of pretty woodwork and built-ins. After we determined that the, house was, that the house really wasn't that creepy after all, we sat down in the dining area on the floor, across from a little horseshoe-shaped nook with a kitchen table and built-in bench. It was dusk out, but the windows didn't have curtains, and it never got that dark in our city anyway. At this point, we had been in the house for maybe 25 minutes, and after we finished eating, we stayed sitting just to hang out and talk, since we weren't spooked out at all. All of a sudden, mid-sentence, completely out of nowhere, my vision went black, and I felt this eerie coldness wash all over me. I'm getting chills thinking about it. A feeling so thick, I felt like it penetrated me through my body down to my bones. At the very same moment this happened, my friend screamed. I virtually could not see anything and was groping around trying to find something to grab onto and I felt so unsettled and cold. There's really no other word for it. After what felt like hours, I felt my friend's hands in mine and he pulled me to my feet and dragged me through the house to the back door. He kept pulling on my arm and I still couldn't see anything. We got outside and slowly, you know that feeling when you get a whole body shiver and it runs down your spine? As soon as I was outside, that's what I felt, except this was a whole body shiver that started at the tip of my toes and went all the way up to my scalp, and unexpectedly and suddenly I could see again. My friend was as pale as a sheet and looked absolutely terrified. I felt off and sort of gross, I guess is the best word, and in shock. I told him that I couldn't, that I couldn't see at all until I was outside, that it felt like I had been enveloped in blackness. He was just staring at me and I finally asked him why he had screamed. He hugged me and told me that he pulled me out of the house as soon as I started reaching around like I was blind because a little girl who was completely black and yet see-through crawled out from under the table we were across from and sat on top of me. Oh my god. I think we've read that story we have. before. I think we have a couple times actually, but it's so fucking creepy. It is very creepy. <clears throat> was at a friend's house when I passed out on the couch, woke up a bit later and realized it was time for me to go. Got up and noticed my buddy's light on in his room and, and the door was shut. Walked by the door and told him I was leaving because I had to work in the a.m. He said, yep, see ya. Went to the fridge to grab my drink, walked back by his room and said, later, dude. He said, yep. Something didn't seem legit, didn't sound quite like him, so I opened the door. No one there. No one in the house. Went outside and his truck was gone. I freaked the fuck out, called his cell, and he had left to go to McDonald's 15 minutes prior. 
I bolted outside and waited for him to get home. He told me the kid that used to live, to live there years ago hung himself in the attic, and ever since he lived there, he has noticed strange things and voices. This was confirmed by the neighbor, the kid's older brother. After that, just about anyone who goes over there has a weird experience. My buddy has dealt with it for years. When it gets weird, he yells out loud, leave me alone, and he says the weird vibes stop for a bit, but they always come back. One of my friend's ex-girlfriend swears that one night she was taking a bath in the house and had the radio on. She closed her eyes and all of a sudden she said the radio slowly turned down. She didn't think much of it and turned it back up. It went down again. She turned it back up louder, closed her eyes once more, and she said someone whispered in her ear, turn it down. It says I. <laughs> whispered in her eye. <laughs> She opened her eyes and saw a man standing there with black messy hair and glasses. My friend asked his neighbor, the suicidal kid's brother, if that description was anyone he knew. He went into his living room and brought back a picture of his brother. I'm told by the ex-girlfriend that it was the same person, no doubt. That is scary. Taking a bath? Oh my that, god. I, well, we've said it before. The bathroom thing. Yeah, what is that? It, you just feel so exposed and yeah that's a room where you're supposed to go in and lock the door and you're by yourself you should stay by yourself yes and these ghosts don't they just get it. don't get it <laughs> the children in my family have a thing with seeing ghosts we have had three major incidents that have freaked out my family from all different generations and different ghosts the first incident was when my sister was just able to walk my mom was driving past Peterson Tractor, where my grandpa used to work, and my sister pointed to the business and said, Grandpa plays with tractors. Well, the strange thing was that my grandpa died when my mom was 15, and my mom had never mentioned him. Oh, wow. The next story happened almost every night when I was little. My mom would put me down for bed, and I would immediately jump out of bed and go over to my grandma's vanity set she, she gave me before she died. I would say goodnight to whatever was over there and give it a hug. I would blow a kiss and say goodnight, Grandma. Aww. My poor mom has now had both her children see ghosts. Oh, my. The third story is the strangest. My aunt died of leukemia when she was 13, and then my cousin got diagnosed when she was 10. My cousin was laying in her hospital bed when she turned to my grandma and asked, Who is that little girl in the white wicker chair? My grandma had her describe the little girl, and my grandma showed her a picture of Cheryl, my aunt, who had passed, and she con confirmed it was her. Oh, my. That's crazy. Yeah. And this is my last one. My family and I were traveling from western Kentucky to Florida for vacation. After a long day of driving, we ate waffles and other breakfast miscellany at one of those all-night breakfast places and we're looking for somewhere to sleep for the night but everywhere was full when we finally saw a hotel lacking a lit up no vacancy sign it was a day's in in dothan alabama i needed to stre stretch my legs and my game gear had died so i went into the front office with my dad to get the room the woman tired and barely contained by her hotel employee's uniform told us we are all booked up but her co-worker said something like, what about 229? And she paused for a second, looked at me, and then at my dad and said, well, yeah, I guess you could take 229. Would you like 229? <laughs> well, yeah, why not? Sure. 
and so began the strangest night I've ever experienced. We settle in for bed almost instantly, my brother and I in one, my parents in the other. Something seemed off about the room, but we were too tired to care. At around 2.30 in the morning, I woke up to my mom screaming and my dad sitting straight up in bed. Oh my God. There's a man in the room. Hey, hey, who are you? What are you doing in here? We all woke up and there was this dark figure of a large man in the room standing over my parents' bed. My brother dove for the light switch and the room came into this sudden quiet focus. I remember thinking later about what might be a more appropriate or effective thing to say when you're encountered by a large dark figure standing at the foot of your bed. But in the moment, nothing was there, just a shitty TV, a mini fridge, and a mirror. We all sat there for a moment trying to figure out what just happened. My dad said, we're leaving, (laughs) and we were back on the road as fast as we fell asleep. Later on, my parents discussed it. My mother apparently only saw a man. My father also saw a man and a dog. I just remember seeing shapes. We scoured the internet to see if anything weird had happened in the hotel that year. I even tried calling the hotel years later, but it had since gone under new management. From time to time, we always wonder what happened in that room. Oh my gosh, that would be so scary. Yes, it would. And obviously, they're not the first people that saw that. If yeah, that lady was wanna, like, <laughs> about two twenty nine. <laughs> oh my gosh! And then you would have to worry you were going nuts if you turned the light on and there was nothing there. Yeah. That's oh my creepy. gosh. Okay. I'd do the same thing. I'd be like, let's go. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll just. Uh, push through (laughs) (laughs) okay this week i did um just people explain things that have happened that they can't explain okay weird stuff so in my physics gen ed last year we were split up into groups working on a lab a guy at another table let out a yell while extending his arms and fell head first off the chair The very second in between his yell and hitting the floor, a beeping started going off in the room, followed by the words, an emergency is happening in your building. Please evacuate to the nearest exit and accompanied by flashing lights. The guy's having a seizure on the floor, so we're all focusing on getting him help. A campus police officer comes in and tells us the rest of the science buildings have already evacuated for the fire alarm. Most of us leave to give this to give space to the people helping the guy. While outside, we were talking amongst ourselves, absolutely baffled by the coinciding events we just witnessed. Did the flashing of the alarm trigger epilepsy? No, because he was already on the floor by the time the lights kicked in. Was there some kind of sensor on him that alerted when his body was experiencing an emergency? No, because this was his first seizure. Just reading it might sound lame, but witnessing it and working out what was happening in real time was just eerie. That is weird. That is weird. Uh, Next one. In 1996, I had just dropped out of university and was moving home to my parents' place, my tail firmly between my legs. I had almost no money and no job prospects. Basically, I was screwed. I had an old Jeep Comanche with all my belongings in the back and 200 miles to go. I borrowed $20 from a friend for gas and started the trip. I got to a point that was 30 miles from home and I was on empty. I pulled into a gas station slash rest stop and sort of cried for a minute in my truck. I needed $5 for gas to make it the rest of the way and had nothing. 
There was no way I could tell my dad and ask him for help. He was already so disappointed. After a minute, I started searching around my truck for change, anything. I opened the glove box, and there were these paper loyalty bucks for the gas station that I never used. It turns out it was the exact gas station that I had stopped at. $4.70 worth of, of bucks. I found another $2 in change, put $6 in my gas tank, and bought a Coke. <laughs> I made it home. Fast forward 20 years, I had sorted out my crap and am a lawyer. That gas station hired me as their outside counsel. I got to tell this story to the president of the company. That's cool. Yeah. What a coincidence. I know. Next one, I shut my ear in a car door. Oh, what? I have how is no, that possible? I have no idea how that happened. <laughs> I have tried to recreate it and can't, but my God, it hurt. That's weird. <laughs> how do you... They had to have big ears or something, because how the hell does that happen? Was that Dumbo? Did they sign it? They didn't sign it. It was Dumbo. <laughs> When I was about 12 years old, I went up to Lake Tahoe with my friend and his parents, who had a condo in Incline Village. One day, two of us were walking to a bowling alley and across a street in a crosswalk. Right before we get to the curb, a car comes really close to hitting us. All of a sudden, we're both up on the curb, like we were lifted a few feet. We both looked at each other strangely. Did you jump? No. Did you? No. We spent the next hour kind of dumbfounded. It didn't feel like a shove or any use of force. We were on the street and then we weren't. Hmm. That's interesting, guardian angel. Yeah. I'm too young to remember this, actually, but my mom always tells this story. Apparently, when I was younger, like barely able to speak, I was sitting on the floor playing with some toys nonchalantly with my mom when I just said, when I was in heaven, I met a woman who said you'd be perfect a perfect mommy for me. I apparently held the belief that I was in heaven before being born, and an angel looked at me and chose the mom I went to. My mom asked me to describe the woman. I apparently described my mom's great-grandmother perfectly, down to the eye color. I had never met my great-grandmother, nor seen a picture of her. Ooh. That's creepy. I love it. How old was she? Like, barely able to speak. Oh. Really young. Okay. Next one, once my mom and I were driving to Las Vegas from Santa Clarita, we were just passing Barstow and on the I-15. It was right about high noon and very hot, not a cloud in the sky. She had a fancy Lexus at the time with a touchscreen console on the dash that would play DVDs while driving. I remember we were on a long stretch of road with lots of space between cars on the highway. One minute, we see nothing ahead of us. Then all of a sudden, a woman was walking across the highway right in front of our vehicle. My mom swerved behind her and barely missed her. She pulled off to the shoulder, and we both look behind us, and we see her go all the way across the highway, including the westbound traffic. Then she turned around and walked all the way across again, each time nearly getting clipped by an unsuspecting oncoming car like ours. At one point, a semi-truck almost hit her head-on, missing her by literally a step. Each step she took was a steady, confident step, looking ahead of her and never batting an eye to any oncoming traffic. She was barefoot, mind you, and walking on the boiling asphalt with zero sense of urgency. My mom calls 911 and we're directed to, we're directed to highway patrol. They say they've received numerous reports and they're headed 
out to it. My mom decided after hanging up to slowly reverse down the shoulder to get a better look and see if she's okay. Yes, I know, stupid in more ways than one. As we get to the spot behind her now, she's crossed the highway and is now in front of our vehicle. This part I will never forget. The woman slowly turns her head and looks at us and is now slowly but steadily walking toward our car. She's white as day in every way, white nightgown, pale, dry, wrinkled skin, white hair, and palish blue-gray eyes I've never seen, and barefoot. Almost look like Walking Dead version of Rose Dawson from Titanic. I was in the passenger seat, which was on the shoulder. When my mom made eye contact, she froze, absolutely shut down. I remember the woman walking so close to my door, I could see her eyes make contact with mine. It looked as if she was blind and lifeless, but could not just see me, but see into and through me, like into my soul. I went cold immediately. She reached for my door handle, and I remember screaming at my mom to punch the gas without hesitation. She came too quick, and we peeled out of there. In the back window, I saw her watch us speed off and then continued across the road again. A mile down the highway, we called the highway patrol to see what happened, and they didn't have a clue what we were talking about, and said they got no reports of a woman crossing the highway. My mom to this day doesn't remember the time between when we reversed to when we dipped out. I have no idea what happened that day except for what I witnessed and experienced. That's weird. So the cops... They had no idea what they were talking about. They Nobody had any reports, apparently, of a woman crossing the street, even though they had called. That's and they so said they weird. had numerous reports. That's weird. That is weird. A car going 50 to 60 kilometers per hour hit both of my knees in 2008. It was 100% my fault I wasn't paying attention when I crossed the road. And not only did I not have any broken bones, I didn't even fall. I did flinch quite a lot, though. My knees and leg hurt for about two days. I can't explain how a car going relatively fast hit me only got me to have barely more than a couple of bruises. That is weird. That is fucking weird. They got lucky. Although I don't know how... I don't know how fast that is. Yeah. I don't know. But still, 50 to 60 kilometers per hour, I mean, that has to be, what, like 30 miles an hour, I would think? It would still fucking make you fall. Well, yeah, you would think so. Huh. Next one, once I was changing pants in my room before work and took off my belt. After putting on another pair of pants, I went to put my belt back on and the belt was gone. No one else was in the room, and I spent a good 10 minutes looking for it as I simply set it on the floor. It's been 10 years, and I've never seen that belt again. (laughs) (laughs) Next one, I hit a patch of black ice in the dark going 60 miles an hour going down the highway. At the time, I drove a one-ton cargo van. It hit a guardrail and flipped. Not only did I walk away without a scratch, the car was drivable, and I was only 30 minutes late to work. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) What? Talk about lucky. I know. This one's crazy. I'm a firefighter, and we got a call for an overdose around 3 a.m. to a rough part of our district in the middle of winter. Unfortunately, the patient was long gone, and her dealer or whatever found her like that when he dropped off some stuff. As we were packing up our stuff, mind you, this is an absolutely trashed mobile home. I hear something down the hall that says, lights. 
I asked my partner if he said anything, as it was just him and I cleaning up, and he said no. I walked to the far end of the trailer where I heard it and shine my flashlight. I get a reflection out of a window. They have a small tool shed and it had a flickering light. I peaked my It piqued my interest, so my partner and I go out there. We hear crying and notice the door is padlocked. We cut it and there is a six-year-old little girl in there. She said her mom puts her in there when she gets mad at her. She said she got scared when she heard sirens and didn't know what to do. To this day, I have no idea what happened or where that voice came from, but I'll take a win on it. Hmm. Poor little girl. I was watching, or I saw a TikTok yesterday, and it was about this guy that found a little boy locked in a cage at an abandoned house. What? He was in a cage, like a dog kennel. What? Outside of this house, the house was boarded up. The guy that found him was able to open the door, but there was nothing in the house. What the actual what? Yeah. Who would do that? I don't know. What is wrong with people? I don't know. You know, I. it breaks my heart when people tie up dogs and leave them. Like, that is just monsters mm-hmm. but a child in a cage and li- just leave them there yeah what that's a human being you piece of shit hate people sorry why'd you tell me that sorry <laughs> <laughs> okay this is my last one one morning i woke up and noticed my camera was on top of the sofa opposite my bed i knew i didn't put it there because it was very ex- a very expensive camera, and it could very easily fall from that place. I had placed it in my cabinet. I went over and picked it up and turned it on and clicked the button to view the photos. There were hundreds of photos of me sleeping, all seemingly taken from the back of the sofa. I was literally so freaked out. I couldn't stop crying, and I live alone. (laughs) Creepy! It was just photo after photo of me sleeping, The photos were taken in quick snap, where the camera takes approximately one photo per second. I later realized the camera didn't even have a quick snap setting, so technically it was impossible for the camera to take these photos at all. The timestamps suggest all the photos were taken between 2 and 3 a.m. I've never figured out what the fuck happened, how the camera got on the sofa, or how it even is possible for the camera with no quick snap to quick snap. But I still have the USB with the photos on it, and it still freaks me the fuck out. I'm safe. This happened several years ago. I now live with my partner, and we have several dogs and a very good home security system. There was no sign of forced entry to my home. I owned the home and had the locks changed when I moved there because I felt so uneasy about living alone. Good hunch. Mm -hmm. Ha ha. I did go to the the police. They did not give a shit. They said it's probably a friend playing a prank. My mom had a key to the house. Weirdly, this thread has actually jogged my memory about something potentially related that I had completely forgotten about that was sitting deep, deep down in my memory bank. Approximately 12 months before the camera incident, I received a letter in my P.O. box that was typed, not handwritten, and addressed directly to me saying if I did not agree to meet the sender, they would kill me while I was asleep. 
To be honest, I dead set thought it was a stupid joke because I couldn't think of anybody that would want me to meet them, and I binned the letter and never told anybody. I got three or four of those threatening letters demanding that I respond, but no actual way of responding or no hint about who it was from. The sender wrote like I should know who it is, but I didn't. One letter did provide a time and a place to meet, but of course I did not attend. That was the final letter. I did move houses and changed my postal address shortly after the camera incident, though. I'm alive right now, so obviously they're all talk, no action. I don't know what to make of any of these, honestly. That was it. Oh. That's creepy. It's creepy like fucking stalker. And if she got several of those letters, why didn't she go to the police then? Yeah, exactly. Because then the camera incident they might have taken seriously. Yeah. Hmm. But how did... Okay, so if it was a person, how did they get in there? Exactly. And obviously, if it was a person and they got in there, they were able to do it with no sign of entering no sign of entering and they sat there for an hour clicking over and over and over from behind the couch like that's weird that is fucking creepy what the fuck those are mine for the week all right it's time for the witty wrap-up i did funny tweets okay parent pro tip don't read that email from the school Save your energy for the follow-up with corrections they'll send in a few minutes. (laughs) That is so true. Oh my gosh. That's funny. My child is crying because her Pokemon are too weak. And one thing nobody ever told me about parenting is how hard it is not to laugh at your children. (laughs) I patiently sat through a 75-hour story about my daughter's dream and then said, wow, daddy would love to hear this. (laughs) As spooky season approaches, my very interested toddler has been asking what what him name. When we see a skeleton or other ghoulish figure on someone's lawn, and since I don't know is unacceptable to people who are almost three, I have been spitballing names of people I don't like. That's great. That's funny. Me. Good night. I love you. Thanks for watching a movie with me tonight. Ten-year-old, you're welcome. I didn't have anything else to do. Oh. mm. (laughs) Damn kids. (laughs) Me gently telling my kids that I ate the rest of the ice cream. Your dad ate the rest of the ice cream. Yes, that's that's right. Can you believe it? So what a rude. jerk, man. I asked my son how his first full day went, and he described in detail a bug he saw at recess and revealed no further information. Very nice. <laughs> my son was following me around, being annoying. I turned around and asked him what he wanted. He leaned in. We've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. Shut the No fuck notes. Up. Perfect performance. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> That is hilarious. Oh my gosh. Explaining my fantasy football draft. Is this boring you? Daughter, yes. Me, this is how I feel when you tell me about a video on YouTube. Now you know. (laughs) (laughs) That reminds me. So, 
there for a while. The only thing that I could get Peyton to talk to me about is his video games, right? Yeah. And one day I just told, I looked at him, I was like, you, I said, you know, I don't really care, right? And he goes, yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, and it kept going. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, it don't matter. <laughs> Four-year-old, that was enough school, me. That was your first day. Oh, my gosh. Four-year-old, four yep, me. You have school again tomorrow, kiddo. Four-year-old, nah, I think I'm good. Yeah, don't work like that. Oh, you got years and years to go. My toddler started crying because the bite he wanted was too big to fit in his mouth, and this is one tantrum I can get behind. <laughs> My kid handed me a tooth tonight and said, that'll be $5. Oh. So I guess we're done with the tooth fairy. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> five dollars seriously we got like 50 cents maybe shoot i got 25 cents that's a long time ago though hey <laughs> you could at least get like a piece of gum with that you can't fucking do that now i think i gave peyton a, like a dollar yeah i think i gave my kids a dollar back to school day today i'm so proud that i dropped off my eight-year-old to the correct classroom this time <laughs> oh shit <laughs> In honor of school starting, I'd like to reflect back on the time my daughter took her and her brother's money from their banks and bought $70 worth of scented pencils at the book fair. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) If having grown teens has taught me anything, it's that you can be wrong for not helping them make better decisions and somehow at the same time also be wrong for always telling them what to do. (laughs) Yeah, we can't win. No. Good things come to those who wait, I whisper to myself as I count the minutes until the kids are in bed and I can break out the Doritos. <laughs> you know what? I saw, this is so dumb. I went to the gas station. They have, okay, I swear, flaming hot, cool ranch Doritos. No. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> what's that called uh is that a, like oxymoron yeah or a double negative yeah it's not, it's not right it's not right it's not right no <laughs> why didn't they say flaming hot ranch like don't you gotta drop one of them <laughs> it didn't make sense <laughs> so basically it's a bag of air because they cancel each other out okay there you go <laughs> Which they're usually half air anyway. (laughs) Yeah, they are. (laughs) My six-year-old set a timer so that I could have a rest after eating. When the alarm went off, it was time for me to go play with him. He set the timer for 11 seconds. Plenty of time for a rest. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's funny. And my last one. My daughter ate a whole bag of chips and then said, I'm not even that hungry. They just tasted good. And I've never felt closer to her. Aw, bonding. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all I got. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. Send in your stories. We need them. Ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. You can rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. And we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.